But yeah, it's all about the way you're thinking, how to maximise opportunities. You know, like mm. everyone can say that you, it's so lucky that these things happen to you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, yeah, it's lucky. But then you can make the best of your luck, you know? Mm. So it's how you actually manage it. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. You're listening to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives, where we sit down, often with a special guest, and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry. Today, we leave the office and take a jaunt across town to visit our pal, Neil Thomas Douglas. Neil reached minor celebrity status a few years ago when he met a stranger on a flight to Ireland, a stranger that shared Neil's face. And then again, Neil was touched by the luck of the Irish when shooting a wedding with surprise at wedding crasher Roger Daltrey of The Who fame. Was this luck? You might think so, but perhaps there's more to luck than meets the eye. We discuss working with opportunities, even if they don't present themselves at first glance, and how you can benefit from a little control. We take dangerous steps, so you don't have to, and dive into Neil's head and talk to him about his photography mindset and how he approaches weddings. This episode is another one for all you wedding photographer and filmmakers out there, as we cover controlling situations, composition, and the who's, pun intended, the what's, the why's, and the where's of wedding photography and film theory. This episode of Perspective is sponsored by With Jack, but we'll get onto that a little bit later in the show. We did bring Neil beers to drink on today's podcast, but as it's 10 o'clock in the morning, well, let's just say there's no what we drinking, so let's just crack in. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm glad to hear it. We're sat in, uh, in Neil's flat right now, uh, which is, uh, you've got a lovely view of the Glasgow University, I have to say. That's just cracking. <laughs> Love them guys. What a lovely You're view. You're just giving away there. his location here, almost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to see the street What's name or flat number, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> so yeah, so just before we like crack into the topics, we kind of like to kind of like debrief about what we've been doing recently this week or if we shot a wedding at the weekend just like you know just general chit chat you know pretend there's a water cooler here in the office you know you're like guys <laughs> what'd you do at the weekend oh jimmy <sighs> football shite but i don't watch football and uh yeah so what do you get up to i was in london uh photographing a wedding in don't actually know where it was near shoreditch okay. and it was like a burlesque wedding so, yeah, yeah. I know why you do that job. <laughs> <laughs> so there's lots of uh, burlesque shows and stuff like that. And awesome. Yeah, cool. It was quite a big wedding then? Uh, about 100 people, yeah. yeah. And mm. uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. There's lots of... Uh, I got nice light, uh, golden hour in London. Uh, Always in good. Yeah. So, it's that time um, of year, isn't it? It's good light at the right sort of time. Yeah, it was, mm. it was wonderful. And I uh, took this shot that everyone loves. Uh, but I didn't... I took it... So a couple walking by under this bridge with this graffiti on. Mm-hmm. I just took it because I seen the light was absolutely perfect. And it just so happens that the graffiti just said, love me not on it. Oh, and, perfect. Uh, but I didn't actually realize that. <laughs> just when I was editing, I was like, oh man, I'm a genius. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows that. So that's an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done your sneak peek for that yet? Or? Yeah, it's up, yeah? man. It's, it's up. up. So you can out. check that out on Neil's yeah, Facebook yeah. page. Uh, Instagram. 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 Look yeah. at that. Did they have like 
people in cages hanging from the ceiling and stuff. Because this is—I don't know why I have that image in my head. Uh, M- maybe it's a, not, like a, a movie thing. I don't know. Not quite. They had—they—they uh, <laughs> they did have uh, a guy dressed in leather police outfit and like uh, uh, with like a kind of bondage helmet on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was he in a cage? He wasn't in a cage. Was anyone in cages? No, sorry. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he had a big truncheon and he was grabbing people from the crowd and um, oh, spanking them. Uh, yeah. To, okay. Yeah, yeah. During the ceremony? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was quite quite weird for a wedding, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I think so the bride fun. just told them not to treat it like a wedding. So they just done their normal performance. Brilliant. Yeah, I like and, that vibe. Um, yeah, they had like a girl not wearing a lot pouring water all over out a teapot and stuff yeah it was it was, it was strange but sounds yeah. pretty unique Damn. yeah it was good yeah. it was really good to photograph I'm going to be watching yeah. out for those I'll take are you going to post are you gallery or yeah, is see. it only your sneak peeks I can't remember how you do things is it uh, uh, yeah uh, they might not make the sneak peeks like yeah <laughs> maybe a bit too risky <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then I got back uh, on Sunday from London and I had a an elopement yesterday so I had an elopement. Uh, they got married in the city centre, then went out to Lot Lomond. Ah, cool. Uh, we've done some uh, awesome stuff, actually. Really chilled out couple. So, mm. yeah. Were they over from abroad or local? Yeah, she was American and he's from London, but uh, his grand lives in Glasgow. Ah, right. Uh, so that's why they got married there's a lot in of couples. the city centre. So, yeah. yeah. I find a lot of elopement couples, there's always a distant connection to Scotland or Glasgow. Yeah. It's always yeah, like, yeah. oh, my gran's from there, so I wanted to come and see the country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And mm. uh, obviously, being American, she's digging. Uh, uh, yeah, she's from like Washington or something. So like, it's, oh. there's not many mountainous stuff there. So yeah. She to get out and, yeah, it was awesome. It was really cool. Nice. So yeah, because because we were talking to a couple uh, Skype chatting, and they're coming over to Scotland, and they've never been to Scotland, but they've got that distant relative. Like yeah. I think what was it her grandma is from Glasgow. Uh, no, she's from Greenock. So she was just intrigued to come over. So it's that that little, yeah, yeah. just enticing, like, oh, this is a wee bit of history in this country. So I think a lot, lot of elopement couples are coming over because they want to visit Scotland. So yeah. they tie in their wedding with their honeymoon, basically. Ah, so they come yes. over, they get married, they have their honeymoon all in one whack, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I suppose that's, that, that's fair enough. I'll send you a link, Greg, so you can see the guy. In the <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what were you doing, Greg? Because you, so you you had an eventful. We, we had a weekend off this weekend. It was first one for a long time this summer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so I went up to Aberdeen to watch football. Kilmarnock were playing. You went to see Aberdeen, yeah, versus Kilmarnock. Yeah, on your only weekend off. My Kilmarnock fan. Oh, Got to wow. go and take every opportunity I can get, and we won. So it was brilliant. Oh well, at least he's won. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. not every one of your boys won. Well. After a few beers on the train, one of my friends was a bit worse for wear during the game. <laughs> they get chucked out? No, no, just no. was in the toilet for a while. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. Dear. Yeah, but it was a great day catching up with friends I've not seen for ages. A Kelly Wynn just topped it off. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was, I was shooting a wedding in Aberdeen a few weeks ago, and I got shot on by a seagull and stung by a wasp all in the space of about three minutes. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, pretty grim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what yeah. you, Simon? I, I, I had a very easy Saturday. I can't really remember what I did. I think it was just a TV day with the kids, which is something that we don't often get to do, to be honest. Um, and then on the Sunday, 
well, my my wife has like integrated herself into this sphere of uh, bloggers in the Glasgow area to get um, free shit, to get free stuff. Well, I well, <laughs> <laughs> so she made friends with this blogger on a campaign last year in Glasgow. I can't remember what the campaign was for, but she rebranded her business. She's a pre and postnatal trainer. So she rebranded her business and teamed up with uh, Mama Says. And so they've they've now rebranded and do the pre and postnatal business together. And uh, But she's obviously got all the Instagrammer friends. So we went down to the Dockyard Social, free entry. We got our free food tokens. Yeah, it was great. Free stuff. I mean, I have no idea about any of this. I am just rubbish. In fact, the, old, the older I get... And the more we have to do stuff for business, I'm like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing with Instagram. I don't know what I'm doing with Facebook. It would be good to be an Instagram influencer, though. Yeah. It would be. It, <laughs> it sounds cool. Stuff, yeah. But at the same time, you're looking around, everyone's taking pictures of their food. Yeah. Which I suppose is their job. I don't mind. It's better than just random strangers taking pictures of their food. But like everyone's doing it. Everyone. And then, so I'm like, well, this is a cool place. I'll go around and take some snaps of the nice graffiti on the wall and all the food it looks all very nice and it was all very tasty you should maybe go if it's you should totally go it's it's really good but you can see all the food stalls and you're like right that looks yeah. good and they all are and then of course they're the small dishes which is great but it's you know don't go if you're struggling with money yeah 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 you know you get carried away i've been once before and you get carried away because you're like oh i want to try that but i want to try that but i want to try that yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like five pound addition. It mounts up eventually because you've tried so oh, much. Up, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You might know this. Is this true that Finiston has been designated the the I don't want to say the hippest place in the world it because was, saying hip makes you not hip. I, but, think, I think it was the Guardian that voted it last year the hippest place to live in Britain. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, there so you not go. Not to give him a location too much away i live in york hill but i call it finiston heights <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah uh, uh, well, i mean I, I don't even know where finiston ends and begins i think my mother-in-law lives in finiston down, down there and That's, probably ends at your office well you're you're, yeah, you're, close you're, you're, you're in a are we I think we're that, anderson you, well anderson be lower finiston yeah lower fin- oh right <laughs> that's <laughs> what we could call it yeah. Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> so we've just launched the podcast it's now live Episode four has just gone up today, yep. and uh, on it we're speaking to Claire the Humanist. You know Claire? Yes, know her very well. Can I just say, uh, Claire, if she's if she's listening, uh, watermelon. Watermelon, okay. And that's it. I can't go any. Oh. I, can't, I can't go any further. Damn, now I'm got to ask her. No more. <laughs> Everyone's gonna have to send them like DMs and Instagram. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Yeah, someone find out what watermelon means. Um, but yeah, so we, we're drinking. Uh, we, we have a quake ceremony uh, with your whiskey that you're gifted from Christopher and Victoria. Yeah, this is going quite a way back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah a very yeah, long yeah. time. So we've had this whiskey in our office for a while. Yeah. But obviously you don't drink whiskey, so you actually, you kindly, on the podcast, I said we stole that, but you kindly gifted us yep. it. So in, so as a thank you, we actually went to uh, Grunt and Growler 
and we bought you £30 worth of gift vouchers. Oh, that's for, amazing. For yeah. beer and stuff. So ah, there class, you man. go. I've got, my, I've got my growler up there. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah, there yeah, you go. Get top, top. Thanks so much, guys. So that's a replacement Brilliant. for the whiskey. Thanks yes. very much, dude. Yes. I appreciate that, man. Obviously, we've got you here. I feel like we have to mention your kind of minor celebrity fame. To a degree, I'm sure yeah, everyone yeah. speaks the, to you about this, so you room. must the be hating the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the mention of it. But like, where where might people know you from? Where might people know me from? <laughs> uh, you want the doppelganger story, don't you? Give us anything you want. Yeah, so I was going to a wedding in Galway uh, to photograph a wedding in Galway. Got on the plane. I'm always last on the plane because I don't know why people queue up to go on a sit on the plane anyway went in guy was sitting there he was actually on my seat tapped him on the shoulder i was like move you know i'm on the aisle seat uh and i turned around he had my face and uh <laughs> it was really weird so sat next to each other had a laugh and i took a selfie with him and uh, now i found it kind of mildly amusing mm-hmm. so i never put it online i just sent it to my wife going haha like this guy kind of looks like me so I went out and got to Galway, checking in my hotel. Weirdly enough, he was in the same hotel. Uh, Don't tell me he was in your room. No, no. That would be, be too ultra weird. freaky. Yeah. Uh, so the wedding was on a Saturday. The, got there on a the Thursday because I heard Galway had a good nightlife with lots of live bands. So I went out the Thursday night, actually bumped into him again. So this is before it went all viral. Uh, we got drunk. Uh, got back about 3 in the morning to the hotel. Woke up at 7 in the morning. Bit hungover with Argentina phoning me. As so you do. So on your iPhone, it tells you what country yeah. is phoning you. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what's Argentina want? So, like, it was an Argentina radio show, and they're like, oh, we've we seen your photo online. Uh, can we ask you a few questions? And I was like, what photo? I had no idea. Yeah. Being a photographer, you're like, oh, what photo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what, what's happened yeah. here? You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, then they're like, oh, yeah, the one of you in the plane. I was like, how did you get that? And then I just checked my phone and I was top of Facebook, top of Reddit, top of Twitter, Jeez. top of everywhere. Oh my God. I, it went like all over the world. It was mental. I was in Vietnam a few weeks later and a little guy, I was in a tuk-tuk in Vietnam and an 11-year-old Vietnamese kid went, ha ha, guy on plane. <laughs> you know, an <laughs> 11-year-old guy in Vietnam, yeah. you know, recognized me. It was, it was nuts. Properly crazy. So they got me on all the radio show, uh, the TV shows. It's on radio shows. Um, it's on eight out of ten cats and all that. I was gonna say, I, yeah, you were on yeah. eight out of ten cats. That's and right. And they tried to get me actually on the, that week. They tried to get me to go to New York mm-hmm. on the Saturday, uh, but you'll know as a when? wedding photographer, mm-hmm. the only thing you can't do is not turn up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I couldn't call the bride and go, oh yeah, by the way, this. <laughs> So someone's came up, I uh, <laughs> met this guy in a plane uh, and I won't be at your wedding because I'm going for a live yeah, that's D- not a great excuse. I'm going for yeah. a live DNA test on Good Morning America. Fair enough. So I guess the moral of the story, if you see someone with your face, fucking don't talk to them. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much yeah. it. If you want a quiet life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's obviously something that you're known for that you're not too keen on, but... That's well, all right. I just found it yeah. a bit ridiculous, you know? Yeah, it, funny, it went like, a bit out of control, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What... Who who are you really? Like, what's oh, your right, backstory okay, in okay. photography? How did mm-hmm. you get started? Well, I was uh, like every other photographer. I was born with a camera in my hand. Oh yeah, of course. 
no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I grew up in Dumfries, um, and then I was, had an awesome childhood. Just skip that bit. Uh, went to university in Glasgow. Um, started picking up a camera, photographing bands. Did uh, you? Did you go to university studying photography or? Uh, no, computer science. All right. So yeah, I've got a degree in computer science. Oh. about 14 years ago or something i think computers have moved on a bit but <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah just started photographing bands and worked for the enemy for a while oh yeah cool magazine so more of a lifestyle thing but still got paid for it, it was mm-hmm. ace and uh then people started doing music photography for free <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i still love photography done about press stuff but uh mm-hmm friend i think this is how every wedding photographer starts a friend asks you to do a wedding of course you do it and then i didn't know what a wedding photographer did i just went into <laughs> it i'd never done any research i just went into it and done one thing mm-hmm. and people liked it and i was like oh that's cool like i'm doing some yeah and then uh yeah it just went on from there really mm-hmm. photography back then wedding photography back then was as cool as it seems to be now like it seems yeah. to be quite a cool hipster thing yeah, to be a wedding photographer now. It wasn't a desirable job back then. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Photographers, like, they'd ask you, oh, oh, what do you do? Like, oh, photographer, oh, what kind of type of weddings? And they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd move on to the next person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, let's go back to farmers. Obviously, you gave a talk. Was it last year? Earlier this year? Last year? Earlier, uh, the one we were at was earlier this year. Was it earlier this year? My God, it's been a long year. But it feels like it's flown by fast. That's weird. Yeah. What the fuck? I think it was in Feb- Was it February? I can't remember. But yeah, so you gave a talk. Yeah. And um, it was really... I always find it really interesting to... Like when a photographer opens up their mind and, and, and goes through what they're looking for, like how they would address a situation. Yeah. And uh, just their mindset, because obviously, it's, it, although you know we use the same technology, film is quite different from photography. Um, obviously, I like blending. Like a photographer will do a still, and they have to tell like a story in that image. Yeah. Whereas a, a videographer would be like, "I'm going to take this little moment, this little moment, yeah, this yeah, little yeah. moment. I have a sequence to tell the like a similar yeah, story, yeah. but over time." Um, but I quite like, you know flipping videography as well and just being like you know what i'm just gonna try and capture a still and i very much and i you know we were at coolston house and near harrington i don't know if you ever shot there yeah um but i just remember it was like a just an outhouse and i got the couple to stand right there and there was this very sharp line going from one corner like top right, all the way down bottom. It was just perfect. And I just sat the couple right in the middle. I was thinking, this reminds me of like Neil when he's talking about looking for light and, and composition and yeah, triangles. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, um, which you covered in your uh, photography farm talk. Yep. So I kind of want to speak to you about like shooting with intention. And to me, there's like, there's two aspects of shooting with intention. There's controlling a moment when it happens yep and then there's controlling your frame and what happens in your camera yep so talk about your roger daltrey story story yeah Yeah, that's cool that's just yeah as you say it's like uh uh, shooting with intention about taking control of something that's happening in front of you Mm -hmm. so briefly um roger daltrey i was in mar hall roger daltrey was playing 
in uh, a big venue in Glasgow the next day. Mm-hmm. So he was staying in Mar Hall. He met him earlier with a bride. He posed for a photo. Lovely guy. I uh, thought, you know, that'll be him, you know. So Ben got on stage and then uh, here rumblings, uh, Roger quite likes the band. And then next thing you know, Roger's in talking to the band. So cool. he stands up, asks the band if they know a Who song. <laughs> Luckily they did. Uh, they yeah. knew one. Uh, the bass player knew it. The rest of them didn't. They just won- uh, winged it. They were shitting themselves. They are like, oh shit, man. Oh my uh, God. So, That's why they're so happy in the photograph that they got. They're like, yeah, oh my oh, God, yeah, we survived. That's it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I knew that this is a big moment, you know, like Roger Daltrey playing with a wedding band is huge. Yeah. You know, he's one of the biggest rock stars in the world. Yeah. So the place went crazy. I knew he was only going to do one song. The couple were at the back of the room. So I could have photographed Roger Daltrey singing to the wedding crowd and there would be a story there. Mm-hmm. They'd probably done quite well. But what would have been better is if the couple were in the same frame because mm-hmm. it tells the story more. So I had two and a half minutes. That's the song. Yeah. You know, I knew how long it lasted. Yeah, I'm typical a, a who song. Fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, and I had to get the couple from the back of the room to stand there and enjoy it. So I literally just barged through everyone, grabbed the couple. I'm like, you stand there, you enjoy this moment. And then uh, took the frame of Roger singing with them, enjoying themselves in the background, all in one frame. Mm-hmm. And that's like quite a lot of people wouldn't even think that way. Yeah. They would just photograph Roger on stage without the wedding couple. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd done that to tell the story. So for the couple. Because mm-hmm. uh, how cool is that? That they're in the same frame as Roger yeah. singing at their wedding. Yeah. You know? uh, and it just so happens it's better for press, love it. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's got a lot of information in one frame. Yeah. Say so like a nice tight photo so they can work adverts around it and stuff like that. That's yeah. how the press work. Uh, so yeah, they went crazy for it, and it, yeah, it sold to newspapers all over the world and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. So yeah. there was a lot of stuff obviously going through your head at that moment. It's like this is happening. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. in that instant, you were able to sort of think things through and be like, right, I need the couple. Yeah. And actually, physically get them there. Yeah. So you were thinking of making the most of that moment for the couple, for their sort of memories of yeah, that's yeah, because they were stuck in the back. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then I was thinking about composition. I was thinking about the story as well. So, yeah. So uh, you sort of made the most of that in the moment. Yeah. Afterwards, when you say the press love it, did you do anything in particular to make the most of the image for the press? Like, did you send it to them or did they uh, find Well, it? I, I knew I wouldn't have to with that. Yeah. I knew they would be all over it. So I put it on uh, Facebook and then just wait. Yeah. The Who shared it to 8 million people and all that, and it just, like, snowballed. Uh, nice. Uh, I can't remember the stats on it, but it's crazy the amount of people have seen it. Mm-hmm. And then in come the inquiries, you know. So I was actually photographing an elopement um, in the middle of Scotland the next day. And while all this was kicking off, I was up in the Highlands with uh, no, <laughs> a very little phone reception. Eh? Yeah. So every time I could get a little bit of reception, it would be a newspaper phoning me. So... <laughs> And yeah, I wanted to focus on the elopement. So uh, Mm -hmm. the Daily Mail offered a a 24-hour exclusive. So they'd only be the ones to print it and Uh use on their website. So I just took that just to stop the phone ringing, really. Uh, And then uh, the next day, I put out to a press agency and then Mm -hmm. sold to like magazines in China and stuff like that. You know, it's like yeah, Yeah. it was quite an incredible thing to happen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. But yeah, it's all about the way you think and how to maximize opportunities. You know, like mm. everyone can say that you 
it's so lucky that these things happen to you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, yeah, it's lucky. But then you can make the best of your luck, you know? Mm. So it's how you actually manage it. Yeah, you know? as you say, that a lot of photographers would have just rolled with the flow and just captured that photo as it was by uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. making just the most of it in the extra. moment by getting yeah, yeah. a couple there. Yeah. Do you have any advice? Obviously, you've got a press background, so yeah, yeah. you've got sort of insights to that industry. Do you have any sort of advice for people who feel like, oh, this I've just captured this moment? Yeah, it might be yeah. press worthy. Uh, is yeah. there any advice for how they can maximize that? Or yeah, well, what to do is I'd just stick it up on Facebook and uh, or uh, Instagram and uh, let social media be a judge of its news because mm. if it is news, it'll flow. Yeah. Uh, people will share it and it'll go boom, boom, boom. So you don't need uh, you don't need the newspapers to initially see it. It'll be people that are sharing it, and you're like, oh, hold on, this is getting some traction, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's usually the press that'll contact you. Yeah. Uh, see a lot of posts in like photography farm and stuff where people are like oh these papers have used my images what did I do mm-hmm. uh, but that's how papers work so if I took a photo today and I sent it to a newspaper what I'd have to do is the next day I'd have to buy the newspaper or go into Tesco look through it and if it's there then send them the invoice Yeah, because okay. they're working on deadlines they don't have time to go Oh, right, we're going right. to use that tomorrow. Uh, oh, you just invoice us, yeah? Yeah. They don't have time for that. They they get out there to print and rely on the photographer to invoice them afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who have that happen to them, mm. and their first their first reaction is such a negative one. Yeah, like, they get their rage. Oh They're God. like, oh, they think it's stolen. But it's not. It's simply because newspapers don't have time for interaction. Mm-hmm. So they don't have time to wait for permission a lot of the time. Yeah, they're working at really tight deadlines, especially the dailies. They've got to do this every day. Mm. Get all these images out. If you look at a newspaper, how many images are in a newspaper, right? Uh, So yeah, they can't. So they're not being mean. (laughs) It's just the way it works. (laughs) Just the way it works. So I know press photographers who take a photo like they 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 do it all the time. They send them out to maybe twenty newspapers. What Mm. they have to do in the every morning is go down to their news agents and rattle through, see who's used their photos. Send wow. invoice, get paid, you know? That seems crazy, but it's, yeah. it's just the yeah, way it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there any sort of, is there an industry standard for, like, if that happens to a photographer, is there a sort of general accepted standard that's like, okay, invoice this amount? Or it depends it just on depend? the mm. size of the photo, where it's used yeah. in the paper, you know? Mm. If it's page 15 and it's a quarter page, you know? Yeah. They might yeah. they might give As you opposed to 80 front page. quid front page, big feature, you know, 150, 200, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's basically it. But I yeah. just let it roll. Uh, there is, like, press every... Uh, you can get, like, online, like, a list of all the uh, picture discs mm-hmm. and just send them a blanket email if you've got something that might interest you. Okay. But again, don't expect a response. Yeah. They might, yeah. You might get a phone call where a reporter going, oh, we've seen this photo, uh, we love it, can we get more information on it, you know? Mm-hmm. But if not, they might just use it. Yeah. You have to go and look at all the papers that you sent it to. And obviously yeah. this is just the papers. If someone takes your photograph, like say you've got a watermarked image and they like crop it so the watermark's not in it and they use it in like a catalogue. Uh, that's a bit dirty there. That's, yeah. that's when you're getting into copyright infringement and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, because these yeah. guys don't have the time constraints in newspapers, you know. Yeah. So be kind to the newspaper. They're old. <laughs> they're they're, they're old. like your grandpa. They're, 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 right? oh, yeah, be kind yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they won't be along, uh, around for too long, I don't think. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. If you've been listening to the show, you'll be familiar with Ashley Baxter, who we had on to talk about her experiences in the wedding industry, why she left, but also about with Jack, her insurance company. Ashley built her service from the ground up, tailoring it specifically for creatives. Whether you provide a service like design, development and photography or offer advice to clients, with Jack is definitely for you. It's focused on creatives. Insurance shouldn't be complicated, so with Jack has made every step easy. You'll do with one form and one Jack, so you can sign up, get covered and move on with your day. With Jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms or faff, it means less. It's not about endless features or stale service. It's about one solid policy and the personal touch. Bye-bye, unnecessary fuss, and hello, creative-friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. When you speak to a photographer, a lot of them say that they just go along with the day, they don't take control. They're very proud with being like kind of hands-off at a wedding. Yeah. But obviously, there are certain situations where you're going to want to take control. What you yeah, did. there's a different way of looking at it as well. Is that it's not you don't have to interfere all the mm-hmm. time to take control. Yeah. So you can take control in different ways. So if you walk into a bridal prep room and the light shit, then you make the light better. Yeah. You know, you're not interfering with the day. Yeah. You might turn off that spotlight. You might close the blind behind the bride, mm. but have the one that's uh, the windows. So the window light's just hitting her from the side light and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, close the blinds, make your own environment. Yeah. Photographers go, I walked into a bride, a bridal prep and it was utter chaos. You know, there was just rubbish everywhere and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> Fucking clean it. Yeah. Don't complain about it afterwards. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is little <laughs> ways you can, you can interfere, but you don't. They don't. They won't notice. They will. They'll mm. be like, "Oh, yeah, cool. He's cleaning." Because there's like six bridesmaids, and there's going to be mess. You know, I just yeah. create a clutter corner. I'm like, girls, any shit, just put it in that corner, eh? Yeah. And then boom, it's out your photographs. But yeah, you're that. Oh, the light was shit in groom prep. Yeah. Oh. Probably wasn't. There's probably a window there. You just yeah, didn't. Just, you just didn't. Uh, you just didn't make the most of yeah, it. Yeah. Go and switch off the horrible orange lights <laughs> and get it. them close to a window. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's little things like that, and they they are not going to go. Oh, the photographer man, he's just so interfering. He made me he, he made me stand next to a window, and he took Ugh. this awesome photo of me. What a dick, you know? What yeah. a dick. <laughs> they, they don't say that. Coming in, or switching off in, the lights. Came in, cleaned the bridal prep room. Wow, it was just awful. It was just awful. <laughs> just so interfering, like, you know? Like just. when I go into a prep room, I'm always like, right, where can I turn the lights off? Because this orange light's horrible. Yeah. Mm. But the, the tidying up stuff, I usually I would only move stuff. If it's like in my frame of a shot that I'm about to get, yeah, yeah. but we do I think have that's quite common for the bride as well because when she's putting her dress on, like just and like she's like ten minutes to go, mm. and the place is a shithole. That just adds to the stress, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah absolutely, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as you can see, I like I don't like uh, got some feng shui you know? going on uh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd say the good side of minimalist. It's not too crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's not, <laughs> yeah. It's not too bad. Uh, but yeah, I think other things like. Um, like without interfering you can give advice so i always say to a bride if she's got a big long dress she's not used to walking in that so i'm like look just take it easy when you're going down the aisle you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so you're not looking at your feet all the time just enjoy it you know uh and that means that she can see her guest reaction to her and she's not staring at her feet it also means i get a nice shot of her 
Yeah. So it's little laddie bits of that, and I always get commented mm. on it, like the brides, like, "Oh, you're really calming and stuff," or mm. that, that, that worked taste, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, do you do any of this before the day as well, or is it mainly just on the day sort of being I'll calming? Because we've got a link yeah. that we send couples. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're going to read that a couple of weeks out yeah, and then forget yeah, about on it. On the day, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I always say they're walking down the aisle one before they do it yeah. and stuff like yeah. that and little bits, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. How, how well do you get to know your couple like before? Because obviously you, you do quite a lot of weddings. Yeah. Like last year uh, you did eight, 80? Is that right? About, about 70 or something. A lot, okay. Quite a lot of them were elopements. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, That's quite yeah, a high yeah, number. Yeah, you get to, get to know them a bit, eh? I normally, yeah. I normally have a chat like either Skype or I meet up with them mm. and they fill out a little plan thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get to know them as much as they want to get to know me. Like so some couples, you know, <laughs> speak a lot to you and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, others are like, uh, yeah, you don't hear from them for us and two weeks before their wedding they're yeah. like, Oh Neil, do we have to do anything? And you're like, Yeah, I just fell out of that plan I sent you two years ago. Yeah. Uh, Tell me oh, where cool. to be when. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Actually I, I I have to say I really enjoy keeping up with couples after the wedding. Yeah, it's nice, man. It's one of the nice enjoy things it. about the job, all the people you meet and stuff. You know? So controlling the situation. Yeah. That's that's one thing. Yeah. Do all those kind of moments happen at every wedding? The moments that you can take control of? Yeah. Obviously not as big as the Roger Daltrey. That's not going to yeah. happen every wedding. I'll tell you about my dad my dad trap. Your dad trap? Yeah, it's a new way of photographing. You freed him, right? This is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a new way of photographing the time where the dad sees their daughter and his daughter in the first time in their wedding dress. Oh, yeah. So it used to be really forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the dad would they'd be like, yeah, go get the dad. It's time for see, And he's all prepared, you know. So mm-hmm. he'd be like, right, cool, plate, cool, you know. Yeah. Comes into the room and all that. So I trap him. <laughs> uh, so I just started doing this this year. It's been brilliant. Uh, so I get the bride, obviously, next to a window. And I shoot over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put a little bit of her shoulder in the frame, just for context. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at it from her perspective get him coming in but um what what he doesn't know is that she's ready so i go and get a bridesmaid to go oh can you go get the dad just tell him that the bride wants something yeah he walks into the room right into the good light obviously because i Mm -hmm. positioned it shoot over the shoulder he's like shit man (laughs) you know (laughs) so instead of being all prepared so when i can when whenever he doesn't know that she's ready he might have a wee inkling, but he doesn't know. I'm just like, oh, just can you go get him to see yeah. the bride wants him and boom, he comes in and he's genuinely, that's when you get the true emotion out of it. Yeah. So that's kind of like messing with stuff. A wee yeah. Bit, you know? I like it's that. It's taking though. control. Yeah. But it's of a thing I have to photograph anyway. So yeah, might as well do it more, the most natural way, you know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I might try and implement that. Yeah. Because usually, like you said, it's very like set up and the dad's ready. He's and ready, then, uh, he's prepared, he's, you yeah. know, he's, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. if you can get an opportunity to catch him off guard, and, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm at a wedding just now where we got the father to just go down by, like, the pier bit, like, just down by the water, yeah. and the bride was just, he, I think he knew, but he was quite an emotional guy, he was quite nervous. Yeah. So we just got the bride to walk quite far, so he could see her from quite far away, and you can see him just, the closer she got, was just like tears all the way down his face and ah, lovely, man. Yeah, i suppose yeah. that that's not really a dead trap but yeah, i just of, I, I, I always like sort of first look set up but yeah, yeah, yeah he was a very emotional father bride so yeah, yeah so yeah, it yeah. worked that's well for nice them as well i think yeah. like taking yeah. them away from uh the room as well can work you know yeah. like from yeah. everyone else you know it's like that's nice if they're if they if, yeah. if the father's super emotional and that's a good yeah. way to do it 
Yeah, I know, because I, I, f- I find that fathers are quite reserved sometimes. And then when there's a lot of people, yeah, they're yeah. even more just like tensed up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah you, you, you put them away from people yeah. and they tend to just open up because they it. just feel it's just them too. So yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, love, I love those I love those moments. Yeah, I love emotional too. dads. But moving from controlling a moment mm-hmm. to controlling what's on your frame. Yeah. Because to me, they're very different. Because yeah. it's obviously like once you've controlled the situation, I don't want to say that all the rules kind of go out the moment, it go out the window. You just because you would just want to capture the moment, so yeah. you're not thinking about composition, lighting, or something. You're concentrating on right. I need to capture that moment. Yeah, it doesn't matter if there's like a fire extinguisher there or whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah. those moments that you can control. You're like composition. Yeah, so like the couple shoot and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how would you approach? that because obviously you spoke about it in farmers <laughs> yeah 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 and and you look for your five p's but yeah if you want well, i'm gonna i'll have to keep this a bit brief because i'm doing yeah we don't want to it. give uh, away the whole talk uh, <laughs> of course oh yeah i'm doing, of another, I'm doing another talk on uh, farm week in brighton forget the date it's october sometime isn't it third uh, october is it uh on shooting uh epic shots anywhere Oh, so okay. it doesn't have to be up a mountain or anything you know yeah. you can do it anywhere and it's all about composition and light mm. so all the principles lend themselves some classic painting okay. and design so it's why what the human eye is drawn to and once you understand that what makes an aesthetic painting uh-huh. or uh aesthetic building you know what what makes a pleasing visual of anything and you apply that to wedding photography, then it works. Yeah. But also when you understand the rules of composition in art and all the design, the, once you've got a, a really good understanding of that, you can fuck with it as well. Yeah. So if you know it, you, yeah. can, you can break the rules and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that quite a lot of photographers, well, they they miss that part about... So they go right into the camera settings, aperture and all that, and they miss the part of that that's actually a, like a painting, mm. uh, yeah. what you're doing. Cause like the theory it behind out, it. It comes out like a painting. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just a live painting. So if you're doing a couple shoot, you can control all the elements in a painting. Um, and yeah, that's what, what I'll go into. So I'll give, it, I'll give one example. So it's uh, one of the most obvious principles uh, well, it's not principle. It's like the way humans think, and it, everyone's like, "Oh shit, yeah." When I say it, because they're like, "Yeah." So it's how we read. So we read left to right. Yep. So when we actually look at an image, we look at it from left to right. So if you have a leading line going from the left of the frame to the right, say you've got a jetty or something, and it goes from the left to the right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then it leads into the couple. Mm-hmm. That'll be really, really pleasing to the eye. So people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah. They won't necessarily go, oh, yeah, it's, oh, that's a lovely shot because you use a leading line that goes from left to right. And that yeah. just so <laughs> happens uh, that's the way I read, you know, <laughs> yeah. and look at things. So then that's about learning that and putting it into practice. But then if you put something that leads in from the right to the left, People are like, that's interesting. Yeah, that's where you it get stops an image. Them. Yeah. They're like, ah, hold on. There's something just doesn't quite sit right, right, but yeah. it's intriguing me. And that could be something as simple as putting a leading line from the right to the left because they're not used to that. They're mm-hmm. going like that. 
And they're like, uh, I just moved my head from the right to left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they're, they, they, they're like, yeah. And it's all about getting people interested in the photo for more than three seconds, you know. Yeah. So Instagram, you just scroll through photo after photo. Oh, that's a pretty dress. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice mm-hmm. flowers. Boom, boom, boom. But if you can stop me and go, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, you know. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. So. I love that way of thinking, actually. Uh, when, when, sorry, when, when you were talking about that, I, I started to think about cinematography yeah. and the fact that like we're almost trained to understand the aspects of storytelling and how the, our perceptions change. Yeah. You know, so obviously you're talking about reading from, from left to right and then taking the rules and then flipping it. Yeah. It's kind of the same way with, with, with film in that you could take an image, put it in front of some, like, like change it, change the order of a sequence yeah, and then you all you almost change the meaning of that little sequence. Yeah, uh, yeah I find yeah. that really interesting. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. The thought absolutely. process and like if you're really intentional mm. with your with your editing or your composition, yeah. how that affects like what the picture represents. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's a lot of underlines of things that your eye sees without you knowing, really. Yeah, but yeah. Absolutely. As photographers, these are things that. Should but be yeah, sort of yeah, learning yeah, and you implementing. Can, you can you yeah. can portray like uh, calmness or edginess even through like a line, you know, like you yeah. know the way that you use it, you know, uh, the way you compose the image. It can be a really peaceful image, or it can be edgy. It could be the same scene, but the way you've composed it uh, just completely changes the dynamic of the scene, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, do you let the composition affect how you pose a couple? Like if you were to do uh, yeah. like an alternate, like if you were to flip it and then have the lines going the opposite way, uh, would you like, like, right, yeah, right no, I don't want you to look at the camera or maybe I do, I want you to look right into the camera and just stare me down. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's kind of uh, a freaky thing, image. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm doing like, if it's an edgy composition, I might do an edgy pose. Yeah. Or I might do a really romantic pose, just, uh, you know, it's just complete opposite of the mm. composition, you know? But yeah, yeah. No, but I do think about stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, I wonder. I I would wonder how many people out there think about these things while they're shooting. Yeah, uh, and it's hard as a wedding photographer because you've got a limited, very limited amount of time. You don't know what the light's going to be like. You don't know where you're going to be. You don't know if it's go- what the weather's going to be like. You yeah. don't know anything, and you've got a very limited time. So you got to pull all this stuff together really quickly. Yeah, uh, and that's where doing it a lot comes in. Or yeah. surrounding yourself in art and reading. Uh, buying photography books looking at classic art going to galleries you know yeah and the more you familiar familiarize yourself with mm-hmm. art and stuff the more it'll come naturally uh even without understanding the the theories behind classic art you, it still gels in here you know mm-hmm. but if you're looking at wedding photography all the time then that's what comes naturally you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but you, the good thing about wedding looking at wedding photography just now is that it's it's so diverse yeah, nowadays, so it can it can age you, you know, but it can also confuse you. It's a pretty uh, dynamic genre, wedding photography, isn't it? Oh, it's like mental. really, it's like it, <laughs> it encapsulates so many different aspects of photography in general. Yeah, yeah. it can kind of like overwhelm. Well, it brings everything in it, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, like confetti. <laughs> it's like a sports photographer, you know. Like <laughs> yep. you got use your continuous focus while walking back and clicking and all that. Yeah, you know, you're you're dumped in a dark church, man. Suddenly, you've got to work out lighting scenarios, and it's all happening live. You know, it's yeah. not like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything? You, obviously, you don't need to go into detail. Is there anything else you look out for 
that people should start thinking about differently. Like for us, it's I love reflections. I yeah, love I love contrast and lighting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, like, I can't get too much. Of it. I think it's the order that you look at things as well, because mm-hmm. you've got limited time. So you're faced with a scene. Mm-hmm. Do you chase a good light first, and then deal with what's in the background? Mm. Uh, do you pick the background where if the light's a bit shit, but the background's ace? So these are the questions I ask myself. I've got a way yeah. I do it. But I'm not yeah. telling you. Yeah. Of course, uh, you have to go to the photography <laughs> farm for that. But is it is <laughs> it? Um, you know, like what what are you picking here? Like it might be awesome light with an awesome scene. You've mm-hmm. locked, you've locked out, but often like one view is awesome. You know, with shit light, not so awesome view with good light. What do you pick? You know, yeah. and yeah. sometimes these locations will be uh, away from each other. Mm. So you've got to take them at one location. Do you pick good light with average scene? Do you pick bad light with uh, awesome scene? Yeah. What do you as, do? As a photographer, you've got to have yeah, the confidence yeah. and uh, why, what, 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 what are you picking and why? Yeah. Do you, do you have a right or wrong answer for that? There's yeah. not a can right, I, can there's, I, there's not a right there's, answer. There's Neil's answer. And <laughs> if you want to know it, you need to go to farm there's on 2nd or 3rd right of October. Answer. There's not a yeah. right answer. But I think you you probably get it. Mm. What do you think? Uh, for me, I would probably go light first. But really, it would really depend on what I was looking at. But I, I I I love manipulating light because you can you can do quite a lot with that. But then, but then I understand a couple would pick a certain location for the location. So I would probably look at the couple and be like, you know what? I would probably He's like that would be me. <laughs> so my my answer would be like, okay, the couple are here for a reason. I have to, I work for the couple. Like I'm not going to be up myself. I am hired. F- to do this job for the couple, I'm going to do it for the couple. It's so actually, spot on, Simon. It's spot on. <laughs> it's spot on. Is it? Yep. Oh, fantastic! There we go. There we go. So yeah, when you face like a situation like that, you're like, "What would the couple like?" Yeah, you know, uh, and yeah, you can go with that. Who was it that said that we're one step away from a chocolate fountain? As as photographers and videographers, can you remember one step away uh, from a what? I think it was that for love's sake. Might have been. Philip White or Tim, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think I, he was th- talking about egos. Some photographers and filmmakers get an ego and they think they're the rock star of the day, sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. but in actual not, fact, you're just another supplier. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. A chocolate fountain is valued. <laughs> something <laughs> similar to you. Yeah, yeah. I love. I just love that. Hopefully, saying. a bit more functional in a chocolate yeah. fountain, man. <laughs> they're but definitely like, more tasty. Yeah, less uh, less sticky. Dead. <laughs> dead air <laughs> dead air oh god <laughs> um yeah oh, yeah i don't i don't want to talk anymore about stickiness. your talk yeah, or your or the st- right. stickiness <laughs> uh but yeah as you say farm shop is an awesome thing and yeah it's second and third october it's down in brighton isn't down it in brighton. Mm. Yeah. yeah so check it out we'll put a link in the show notes it's free that, yeah most of it anyway it's free. Who is Photography Farm for? So we're all members of Photography Farm. Yes. I really love it. Well, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, there's so much stuff that Lisa's worked really hard on the format and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much there's stuff for everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this next one's like a trade show. 
So there's lots of awesome like suppliers and stuff. It's actually free to go along to, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's cool. So you go along, and then there's talks you can buy as well uh, from different photographers doing different talks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, we attended the one earlier this year as videographers. Mm. So it's called Photography Farm, but we went along because there was at least one person there who has a video background or film. Yeah, and there was a few other talks that oh, yeah. everything there's crosses business over. And stuff, there's you know, business, like, yeah, there's yeah, business. Plus, even I, just the fundamentals of sort of how your frame works. Yeah, that yeah, crosses yeah. over to filmmaking ah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Yeah. No worries, guys. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for letting us come to your flat. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, doesn't it? Yeah. It does look rather cool. I have to yeah. say. And thank you for my beer tokens. Hopefully, you'll get something that you enjoy. Oh yes, and uh, make sure you wash out your your growler. Is that oh, what's called yeah. the, gra- the 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 growler? Ball? Yeah, yeah. Because so we should explain that. Should <laughs> we? Should we <laughs> do a plug for Grunt and Growler because he's my friend? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Grunt and Growlers down based in uh, York Hill or Finiston Heights, however you want to call it, uh, and you go in and you buy a big kind of jug. So it's like a big liter jug, and you fill it with beer and you take it home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like obsessed with getting lots of weird beer. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, yeah. You just buy the jug once, and when you take it back, he gives you another one. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, yeah, it's a great way. So you can take yeah. tap beer home with you, basically. So when you say growler, it's like that's what the big jug's called. Yes. Uh, but he's opened yeah. as a bar now, so you can go in and sit down, and uh, it's got every craft beer under the sun there, and the guy's really knowledgeable about. Yeah. Beer yeah. And, and he's super friendly yeah. as well. Like oh, I went yeah, the yeah. other day, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna get a few beers. Can mm. I- Greg went and got your vouchers another time. I went in. I was like, just greeted straight in the door. Oh, oh you're yeah, right, yeah, how yeah. you doing? Like, if you need any help, uh, just let me know. Said, All right, yeah. cool. That's that's yeah. actually yeah. So, so I think they do like beer events as well. Like, so you go down and beer tasting. He tells you all about them and stuff. Yeah. I've not been to that, but yeah. yeah. So I, I love trying all the difference of oh, beers. Right, weird shit he, coming he out. He posted moment, one. Yeah. On, oh yeah, he posted one on Instagram the other day there, and I was like, I'm going to try that. Yeah, so I like yeah, I pre-ordered yeah. it on their website and went and collected it a few days later. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. in the same street as Tantum Donuts as well. So you can have beer and a donut. Man. Well, or I was just about to say that because on last episode we had um, I don't know if you know um, Emma Lawson's second shooter Haley. Yes. Um, she was in the studio yesterday, and uh, we bought her um, Tantum Donuts. Oh, awesome, and we man. we 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 ate them all. Excellent. And it was delicious. But yeah, yeah, so if anyone's wanting to eat some Tantum Donuts, just up the road. That's Grunt it. and Growler. Grunt and Growler. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect Christmas gift as well. Very Glasgow yeah. specific, that though. <laughs> it is very Glasgow good specific. Neil gift as well. Yeah. Very good Neil, Neil gift, yeah. yeah. Awesome, guys. And uh, Yeah, well, thank you very much. We'll let no you get back this. to your edit marathon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cool. Cheers. You've been listening to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and if you did, hit that subscribe button so that you know the next time an episode goes online. Leave a review. That's a massive help. And spread the word by telling a friend. But until next time, enjoy your life.